0: In today's episode, Brian Moncada talks about how a birth condition inspired him and gave him the drive and passion to become an entrepreneur and how this lesson will apply to you as well. Are you hitting a wall in your business because you feel like you're too busy? Do you ever wish there were more hours in a day? This podcast is for hyper-focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity. Together, we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Doing business without advertising is like winking at a girl in the dark. You know you're doing it, but no one else does. Charles E. Hires. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, glad to have you here. To make sure that you don't miss another episode, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify to the Do Zone podcast. Also, if you're looking to better understand how you get stuff done, head on over to DoZoneDNA.com and take our personality profile assessment built specifically for busy entrepreneurs. It's going to show you how to build your world around you for optimal performance Once again, that's dozonedna.com. Today's guest is Brian Moncada. Brian is the founder of adspend.com, a direct response advertising agency that specializes in helping online education companies scale past seven and eight figures using YouTube ads. They've worked with the biggest names and companies in the industry, including Frank Kern, Jordan Belfort, Bedros Koulian. John Asaraf, Roland Frazier, Kajabi, Digital Marketer, and many, many more. He's even the first person to partner with Sam Ovens on a mastermind called WeTube. Brian, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of.
1: What's up, Josh? What's up, Do Zone tribe? Dude, that intro was epic. And uh, (laughs) uh, to follow up with that, with the key to getting stuff done that most people don't think about? That's a good question. Uh, probably not cold showers, actually. It's probably just to have a burning passion for what you do. And, uh, and um, yeah, burning passion for what you do and knowing where you're going in life, I think is the main important thing, having a goal and sticking to it.
0: You know, there is beauty in simplicity, Brian, and having a burning passion for something is what gets you out of bed in the morning. And uh, that's what it really comes down to. I have a burning passion at the moment. Uh, you know, you're you're kind of coming in on the middle of this, but I have a burning passion to be able to empirically prove that my abs exist. <laughs> I have yeah. not yet seen that, and I'm on a mission. And that mission gets me up every morning at five a m so that I can hit the gym because Let's if go. i didn't if I didn't have that mission, I can promise you I'd be sleeping.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. The snooze button would cripple you,
0: <laughs> right? And so, well, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, you're you're a man of many talents. Uh, you have many passions, and they are the thing that ultimately drives you. Take us back to understand better the beginning of your career. What kind of what kind of burning desire or drive was was getting you started, and and what got you into? We can talk about your business a little bit later, but but what got you onto this entrepreneur path?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think that it always stems back to, I mean, birth, bro. When I was born, I was born with a, a birth condition called pectus excavatum, and so it's basically where for the people listening, you know, it's it's like uh, your chest is indented. And your rib cage, your rib cage is formed abnormally. So growing up, it looked like I had a huge like ice cream scoop taken right out of my chest, and that, you know, made me feel pretty insecure growing up. I didn't really like taking my shirt off, and obviously, when you're, you know, going to pool parties and stuff with friends, you're I'm swimming with a basketball jersey on, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm afraid of people making fun of me, and so that always caused me to, uh, you know, feel insecure and, and have a little bit of self esteem issues and. I think my first passion to try to overcome that was trying to be cool in high school and and, and start rapping because the guy that I used to look up to that looked the coolest in high school was a, a rapper uh, named Doza at the time. And uh, I started making music. I was uh, producing my own uh, songs in my my uh, parents' house when I was growing up in high school in my closet, uh, buying my own studio equipment and making my own MySpace tracks and stuff and calling myself B-Money to try to be cool. Right. And I think that be was money.
0: Different.
1: Yeah. Be money. I, I, it was funny because I was like, how can I come up with a cool name? And I was like using my initials. So B for Brian, obviously. And then M O N from my last name for money. And it just seemed to, to work. And, uh, yeah, I think that was my first like creative kind of pursuit, if you will, because I was learning about how to market, uh, myself actually. And, um, you know, do talent shows and stuff. And, uh, that was my first, like, I guess passion. Yeah, for sure. I was waking up every single day, just trying to write a new song, record a new song. And, uh, it's kind of like that Kanye documentary, except I wasn't as good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, well, it's, it's curious. So there was, there was something at, uh, to, to a kid that was a little bit embarrassing that made you a little bit different. And so your reaction to that was okay well i'm going to go and do this other thing to make people look over here a a misdirection yeah Yeah,
1: exactly i I wanted i wanted to be confident in myself and i thought the way to do that was to pursue something that i thought other people would portray as or or see as cool and um it was to make me feel confident and also present myself as being worthy i guess um and then where everything really started happening for me was when i was in college at Arizona State University and I, I really started finding the gym and that's when I started putting on muscle I used to weigh 118 pounds my senior year of high school and I was really just skinny as a twig and I would wear two shirts in the summertime in, in the middle of Arizona when it was 120 degrees outside just because I didn't want the wind to blow hard enough that day where people could see my chest you know that's how like that's how much I thought about that. Right. And so I started hitting the gym, bulking up, eating a lot of calories. I went from one eighteen senior year of high school to 160 pounds actually. And I got, you know, pretty, I guess, big. I had a lot of skinny fat, but that's what allowed me to, uh, find my next passion, which was health and wellness. And so building my body, um, because with this birth condition, man, you, you can get surgery and fix it, but like I didn't want to do that because it's a very invasive surgery, but also I knew that if I get surgery, I'm still going to have to worry about the scarring and I'm going to have to overcome that insecurity. So for me, I I trading out
0: one for the other.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I saw the, the, the harder way, which was the gym. And then in that results, I was able to build my mindset as well.
0: And so I wonder how many, this is, thank you for sharing that and being, in being vulnerable. I'm actually familiar with, uh, with that particular uh, uh, birth condition, um, I had very close family members who who also dealt with that, uh, and have seen it firsthand. And it's kind of like for for those of us who have not seen it or have not experienced it, it's it's kind of at first it's like, oh wow, that's very different. Yeah, you know, it's vis- it's visibly different. Um, then once you realize, no, well, they're still just there's still an entire human being, you know, they're not missing any organs or anything. It's just yeah. it's just that's how your bones form. Yeah. Uh, then it's okay. But we're used to seeing things a certain way. And so I'm I'm curious about the parallels to what you just said there, because we opened this up with a burning passion. Mm. Your burning passion at the beginning, yeah. Burning passion was I want to misdirect people from Mm. what I perceive as a deficiency. yeah, And then that, that burning passion to misdirect people turned into this whole other thing. And so it almost made it worth it. Like if you didn't have that, uh, I don't know if you would call it a a defect or a a condition or however you want to label it. If you didn't have that, would it have created the same burning desire and passion?
1: Probably not, man. I always would make a joke when I was growing up, I was like, of course God made me like this, right? If he, if he, you know, crafted me with the perfect chest, I'd be literally just too good. Like I'd look too good. I'd be too handsome, man. <laughs> he had to give me, he had to give me a, a discount or something. Um, and yeah, you're a hundred percent spot on. I, I used to, it's funny. I used to see, uh, um, like even the people watching right now, like uh, my hair style, like the curl right here, like this wasn't planned, but like my hair naturally does this. And it was funny because I used to joke around and say like, pectus excavatum, that birth condition used to be my kryptonite. And then Mm. it turned into my, like, my, my, like superhero, like my, my, my uh, superhero power or whatever you would call it, my superpower. Um, Because that's also what allowed me to become the person I am today. So what used to cripple my confidence, what used to make me insecure, what used to uh, make me not want to, you know, be who I was, to be honest, allowed me to discover that This is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be someone who's a leader. I'm meant to stare, I'm meant to be someone who shares my story to help other people growing up with maybe a similar condition or just being insecure about something that isn't even as close to walking around with the freaking ice cream scoop taken out of your chest. Right. Like and Mm -hmm. be the shining light to other people and say, like, hey, look, I had this. I over, I mean, I overcame it. And I was able to build confidence in other ways and use it to tell my story. So yeah, my passion now is just to be. Come full circle. Here is to use my story to to help impact others. So I'm doing that through the business, obviously, but also through the gym and and just sharing. Man, like we're doing now.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so you you find the gym. Uh, you start taking care of yourself. And uh, as as a guy as a guy who's on a mission to see his abs, I can certainly understand. There's something about investing in yourself, in your body, in this vessel that is carrying you through that simultaneously, it has it has nothing to do with your success as an entrepreneur, but it also has everything to do with it. Yeah. How you do one thing is how you do everything. How are you fueling your body? How are you maintaining and caring for your body? Because that's going to carry through that routine, that ritual that you do is going to carry through for how you care for your business, how you care for your customers and all of those other Uh, essential, essential elements of running a successful business. And and can you just talk about that? Are there some lessons that you learned from this health and wellness journey that have translated over into your relatively short career as an entrepreneur that's, that has blown up very quickly?
1: Yeah, hundred percent, man. Discipline being the biggest one, um, ma- making sure that I showed up every single day, because if you don't put in the reps, you're not going to get the results. So learning very quickly that I had to put my body under strain to build a muscle by lifting heavy weights coming from, you know, skinny genetics is what I used to call them because my, my family's, you know, not Arnold Schwarzenegger genetics or, you know, whoever else you look up to. Right. But I had to build muscle and I had to lift heavy weights to be able to, to, to look, and grow, right. And put my body under stress. And so if I skipped the gym, number one, right, I wasn't going to get the results. So that was always a, a mental loss, right? If I didn't eat enough calories during the day when I was getting started, uh, I would not gain weight at the end of the week. So that was another mental loss. And then all these wins that you're stacking up. I remember listening to a guy named Wes Watson, who's pretty popular now. He's this big Jack dude on YouTube and he, he calls it stacking wins. And you got to stack these wins every single day and they lead to compound results right over time. And so discipline in terms of making sure I'm hitting the gym every single day, five days a week, making sure I'm eating enough calories, or in your case, uh, eating less calories or moving enough. So you can start seeing the abs after a three month timeline. And then, uh, and then the self-talk more than anything, because it's all mental, like you said earlier, right? You have to clearly see that passion to, visualize yourself with those rock solid chiseled abs, right? That you can see it, taste it, feel it enough to where you're going to get up no matter what, when your alarm clock goes off and you're not going to press snooze because you have the self-talk and the vision of your future self of what you can become if you sacrifice today and every day until you get the results. So yeah, those little habits, if you will, uh, was what changed everything for me. But again, the self-talk more than anything and being my own best friend, I guess, really. And I remember it really came full circle for me when I listened to the audio book, Brian Tracy, The Psychology of Selling. It really should be called The Psychology of Life because he teaches you the three words in there, changed everything for me, which was, I like myself. Yeah. I like myself. And those are three powerful words that like, it may sound cringy to some people, but to me, it changed everything because I've never told myself I like myself. But then the more I kept saying it to myself every single day, when I was stressed, anxious, worried, or even just when I'm going throughout the day, I like myself. I like myself. I like myself. I like my, I'm smiling and I'm saying it. And that self-talk was really the, the core habit that I think really allowed me to step into what I'm doing now and be able to have the confidence
0: to even talk about things. I like myself, you know, it's, I, 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 I think you're you're really striking a nerve here. You know, we've spent like four seconds of this entire interview talking about business, but but I, <laughs> but I think that's good because yeah, yeah. everything that you're doing is really striking a nerve. Anybody that's listening right now, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times that burning passion is fueled by some feeling of inadequacy. Mm-hmm. Yours came from a, a, a physical difference. Uh, you know, mine came a little bit more from an emotional perspective of I just never really felt like I was good enough of a person for people to take me seriously. And somebody else listening may have a total different drive. There's some kind of inadequacy that's driving this. And that inadequacy has taught us by default that we're not satisfied, that we don't like ourselves. Yeah, And we almost have to go through this hero's journey to discover, well, okay, I've overcome all of these things, but if you've overcome all of these challenges and you still don't like yourself, it's, it's not going to help. Yeah. It's not going to make a difference yeah. until, until you like hanging out with you, nobody else is really going to like hanging out with you. Who's worth hanging out with. There's plenty yeah. of people who will hang out with you, but if you don't think that much of yourself, imagine what they think of you. Hundred percent. That's the tough thing. That's the tough lesson. And you know, anytime I can boil it down to something as simple as three words, can you look in the mirror and say, "I like myself"? If you can't, yes. man, you got some work to do.
1: Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like it. It takes that courage to even be able to say it. Because again, you might someone might be listening to this right now and saying, oh, "That sounds stupid." It's like, okay, but have you tried it before, right? And do you like yourself? Because if you don't, well, maybe try it and see what the results can be. And for me, it was being able to say like, okay, I like myself, meaning that I like myself so much. I can stick to my word. I can stick to my actions that I say I'm going to do, and I can stick to what I really want to do in my life. And that's all starts with being able to see yourself in a better light. You have to see yourself in a better light and like yourself. Like you said, first, Josh, to be able to do anything, man, otherwise, you know, if I get the surgery... I'm not going to like myself because now I have these scars. So I have to like myself before I get the surgery. And that's what I would always preach on my YouTube videos when I was getting started as well. I was like, guys, you guys think the surgery is the biggest thing? Cause a lot of kids would see my stuff on YouTube, my fitness journey. That's also how I got started in college too. And I'm just preaching this personal development stuff that, you know, they just want to fix it. They want to fix it. They hate their body. And I'm like, I, I know I, I was there, but this changed everything for me. And I avoided surgery and I didn't have to get it. And I'm still here breathing able to lift weights, able to go take my shirt off at the pool, able to to meet my my dream girl now who's now my wife, right? I'm I'm able to do the things that you think you can't do, but again, I'm just a human who had to learn through insecurity like you said to be able to start the things that I've started and and do what I'm doing now.
0: Well, I mean, we all we all have our our own paths that we go through on that and I appreciate you sharing yours and let's uh, you know, I hate to mess up that beautiful hair you have, but I want to crack open your noggin and, and take a look at your brain, see how brain works. We'll do some do zone diagnostic. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> all right, cool. So five quick questions I ask every single guest, just so we see how your brain works, soak up all the knowledge that we can. Rapid fire. First Rapid thing fire. that comes to mind, number one, what's one thing you do that keeps you focused on your goals?
1: I have a morning formula I read every single morning at f- when I wake up at 4 or 4.30. Uh, so it has a pictures of my ideal vision of my life, and it has affirmations and a, basically a third-party description of who I am and, and who Brian is. So I've been working at it every single morning for probably a few months now. So I keep crafting it and refining it every single day, but that keeps me
0: on my vision and, and, and where I'm going. Awesome. And number two, how do you get back on track when you lose that focus? Tomorrow's a new
1: day. Um, not every day is going to be perfect. I just don't be too hard on myself. And I say, let's get back to it tomorrow. 80-20 rule, Pareto principle.
0: That's right. And number three, uh, what? who is your support group and how do they keep you accountable?
1: That's a good question. I have a lot of support groups. I have uh, a few group chats with friends in different circles that I can rely on. I have, uh, my wife who I can talk to. Uh, she's always good at listening with me. I have my immediate team on my, uh, for my company, uh, when I want to vent to them and then I have my mom as well. Um, so I think between the masterminds and coaching programs, I'm in my immediate friend circle, my family. Um, yeah, I, I, those are my, 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 my go-tos
0: pretty well covered on that, on that front. And, uh, so number four, Brian, how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? I approach it as that's a good question.
1: Uh, how do I approach a difficult project that I don't necessarily know how to complete? I break it down. i try if I try to attack it all at once, I get overwhelmed and I just I, I don't do it. So how I like to do it is i ha- I like to take the different pieces and outline what are the steps to get to this this project complete, um and then start with the Typically, the easiest thing first to build that momentum. So whatever is the quickest win, I usually just go there first and then start building off of that.
0: Got it. Stacking wins. Yep. Uh, Last question. What's the number one pro tip that you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time?
1: Number one, uh, make sure you plan the day the night before. Um, If you try to do something the day of and you don't really know what you're doing, you're not going to usually get things done. So make sure you never go to bed without planning the day the night before. I've been in the uh, habitual habit of this the last few months, and it's been exponential for my growth. So make sure you have a warm app or some sort of journal of to-dos and knock those off. Um, usually, I like to do it as quickly as possible first thing in the morning on my deep work session before everyone else is awake. So plan the day the night before and then uh, try to knock it out as quickly as possible in the morning.
0: Solid, solid wisdom. So talk to me a little bit about adspin.com. Where did this come from? And tell us first, let's back up one step. Tell us a little bit about your your pedigree and how you ended up uh, becoming one of the foremost authorities in, in YouTube advertising.
1: Yeah, it, it all started in college. I remember I was, uh, I think it was a sophomore, maybe junior, year. I think it was sophomore year of college. I uh, came across the TV show Mad Men. And uh, at that time, I uh, was a digital I was basically studying digital communication for, with an emphasis in music hence my 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 music career back in high school be so money. I went to college B money yeah exactly and um at that time I uh, I basically knew after about a year of going to college at Arizona State that that degree was going to be essentially worthless um I had to know how to I, I learned I had to be able to sell it so what I realized was I connected the dots I was like this degree is not really going to help me get a solid job um so I need to be able to sell this degree to somebody and, and convince them that it's worth something. And so that's when I started learning sales and marketing. And then I came across the TV show Mad Men. That's when it was first released. And uh, I remember watching the first episode. And I remember seeing Don Draper go to his uh, go to his his office drawer in Manhattan at the agency, Ogilvy uh, or Sterling Cooper, I should say. And um, he pulls open his dresser drawer in the middle of the day. Right during the workday, and he changes it out into a fresh white button-down collared shirt, and he has a, a a stack of like five of them just in his dresser drawer at his office, and he's just putting up uh, pouring up a, a whiskey glass and drinking whiskey, and I'm like, what is what does this guy do? Who who is this guy? This guy is this guy seems sick. Like I want to be able to do that. The lifestyle, you know, work wise, I should say, really uh, attracted me, and um, past that point, I learned. Like That's when the the seed got planted. And then uh, I started door-to-door sales and I started learning how to sell. And then I basically had the vision to be able to create my own digital marketing company, but I knew I had to learn how to do that. And so that's when I went able, basically fast forwarding here. um, I was doing door-to-door sales after college um, and I knew I wanted to build an online marketing business. And so I had to go learn from someone who has an online marketing business. And that's when I went to go work for Dean Graziosi. And that's when I studied for him for almost three years and was mentored by him. And that's what allowed me to learn how to run ads on YouTube by helping him scale his companies and brands. And that's basically what started everything for me was that TV show Mad Men, which planted a seed. And then fast forward a few years after that, going to work for Dean. And, and that's when I started learning YouTube ads from the ground up.
0: That's fascinating, man. You know, And you took some you took some shortcuts along the way Uh, and one of the, one of the things that stood out to me is, Hey, if I want to learn how to, first of all, you, you had a model, Uh, you had, you had a model of what you wanted that life to look like. It created your burning passion. Yeah. And then secondly, you found a mentor and you skipped some steps because there is a much longer path to where you are, uh, that you went around. By working for uh, a, a direct response legend like Dean Graziosi, yeah. for those of you who are not familiar, uh, that's a pretty big name. And so, tell me, uh, what if you had to boil it down to let's let's call it top three big tips, secret strategies that you learned from working with somebody who's already been in this industry for decades? What were some of the the biggest takeaways that you took from that experience?
1: Well the first one like you said, pay for speed. That was the first lesson I learned from Dean. Um, you know if you can if you can shortcut the path, then do it, right? If you can if you can invest in a co- or course coaching program or mastermind, you should do it because you can learn from someone who's already done it. It's essentially what I did with Dean right I, I knew he had the business I wanted to have eventually, a similar business and I said I need to go work for him because I can learn how he does it and I can obviously help add value to his business. As a result, I'll be able to learn. So pay for speed number one. Um, number two, I learned this, n- not necessarily from Dean, but from rich dad, poor dad, Robert Kiyosaki working to learn not to earn. Um, so having that mindset already, you know, I, I came in to go work from Dean for Dean and I was making, you know, not, not great money at first. I was basically just getting paid, uh, you know, b- pretty much less than minimum wage, I guess. And, but I was okay with that because I knew I was going to learn the skills. And so, uh, you know, after a few months of work in there, I learned how to run ads. And that's when I saw the dots connected and I was like, I can add value to his business by learning how to run YouTube ads. He's already on Facebook. And so I learned YouTube ads from the ground up and I saw that that's how I can add value to him. And as a result, I made more money because I was making him more money. Um, but more than anything, you know, I think the last thing that I would learn from him is, that's a good question. I worked for him for almost three years.
0: Um, Sometimes, yeah. Uh, while you're while you're thinking about that, sometimes I like I like to talk through things before I know the answer and I just start talking and eventually the answer comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> so again, I, I, help you, I'm buying see what I'm doing. I'm buying you time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Buying me time. So <laughs> I mean paying for speed, and just to review this, yeah. Paying for speed is one of the best nuggets of wisdom that I've ever received. And every time I do it, I'm basically betting on myself. And, and if I bet on myself, I know I'm always going to get an ROI and then working to learn not to earn, uh, is, is another way to look at this is, you know, forget about how much you're getting paid in dollars and start thinking about what are you getting paid in knowledge and confidence more importantly than anything? Because one of the things about the do zone is, uh, if, if you are not taking actions you're not going to get results. And what happens is, uh, James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, talks about motion versus action. Motion is preparation, getting ready, and thinking and planning and learning, and all of these things that get you moving, but they're not producing any results because motion doesn't produce results. Only action produces results. And yeah. the reason that we don't take a lot of action is because we don't have that confidence. Working yeah. to learn, not to earn, creates that confidence that allows us to go and take the action. I know this will work, so I'm going to do it.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think the, the other thing that I will say is, uh, man, it's it's all about like it's definitely all personal development. I remember when we were working at, uh, it, literally, it sounds corny, but it's true. Like I remember I was working out with Dean on New Year's, heading into 2021. And this was about a few months out before I was in, uh, ended up leaving to go full-time to build AdSpin. Um, we were working out in his gym and uh, we, were, we were laughing because he was telling me how he was listening to this Jim Rohn audiobook that was from a long time ago. And Jim Rohn, someone that he used to study uh, and still studies and was one of my first personal development mentors as well, just listening to Jim Rohn audiobooks. books. And um, we were just laughing because of, he, he basically said, he's like, he told me this quote that Jim Rohn had in the book and I can't remember right now, but he was like, it just, it's so funny, man. After all these years, it just comes back to personal development and it's all personal development. Like that's the only way to achieve success is to personally develop as a person to grow and to constantly be feeding your mind and learning. And I was like, I just thought that, that was so cool because sometimes we forget about the basics and the foundation and we look for the tactics and the strategies and the the hacks, but it's really just, The basics that almost adds up the most, you know.
0: Hal Elrod in the miracle equation talks about the the concept of becoming, not not worrying so much about accomplishing the goal, Mm. but instead focusing on becoming the type of person who can accomplish the goal. Yeah. And and that's really what it comes down to is can you become the type of person who can accomplish this goal? Because if that's the case. The tactics no longer matter because strategically you have transformed. Yeah. yeah. that's Spot on, dude. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, I wish I could take credit for it, but <laughs> so, so adspin.com, that is, that is a big pimp premium domain name. Talk to me about how you ended up, uh, how you ended up snagging that and, uh, and, and what has happened with this business since you started it.
1: Yeah, so at first I was calling myself the YouTube Ad Pros <laughs> and that's just what I thought made the most sense to be niche, right? But I it's funny, I actually had the license plate Ad Spend on my car before I had the domain. And I was trying to think about what to name this agency because I already had the vision of what I wanted it to be. Remember, I started this agency because of the inspiration from Mad Men. And so my initial thought was, how can I name this agency related to my inspiration of what I started this in the first place or why I started this in the first place? And I thought of the domain admin. Unfortunately, that's already an agency in New York. Mm-hmm. So they had that domain. And uh, fortunately, they had that domain because then I thought of the, the word ad spend. And obviously, that makes sense. And that's what painted the big vision for me because I knew that YouTube ads and you know. St- still is just one traffic source one channel and one piece of the paid ads equation to grow a business it's just one traffic source so i didn't want to stay youtube ad pros so at that time i came across the domain adspend.com and i contacted the third party that owned it and they wanted about 25 grand at the time at that time i didn't have that money to drop on a domain this is when i was still working full time for dean i you know was making a little bit on the side but not enough to justify that price point and so Fast forward a year later, this is what I already had left Dean now. I've been in the agency, growing it from the ground up as YouTube ad pros and uh, COVID is happening. And so um, I emailed them again with a different email this time to see if they were still selling it. They were, and they were going to sell it for 15,000 this time. So it was 10K Ooh. discount. And so I said, yeah, I'll take it for three. <laughs> and then they said, no, the, the seller would never do it. Uh, the lowest he goes maybe twelve five, And I was like, I mean, honestly, this domain seems like it's, it's a good one, but I don't know if I'm that sold on it. I'll the most I'll probably go is four. And they're like, I don't think he'll ever do it. Are you open to, to more? I was like, no, I'm pretty set on four. They're like, okay, we can do seven, five. And I was like, huh? uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm set at four. They're like, okay, basically this whole thing thread i have the email still by the way and it's like 23 back and forths and they're like we'll do it for here's here's it they hard sold me they're like here's an expiration link or here's a link that expires in 24 hours it's for five grand don't miss out on this opportunity and so i was like five grand all right cool boom (laughs) and that's how adspend.com was born and from then on out uh you know we're primarily still a youtube ads agency however the vision is obviously not YouTube ads. so Giving credit back to Mad Men, ad spend, and uh, our logos even designed with the same colors and everything because that's what inspired everything. So, yeah, since since getting that domain, establishing that that positioning in the marketplace, it's really helped us with our with our branding, with our marketing, and with our yeah our positioning of who we are and what we stand for.
0: That's awesome, man. And so, talk to me first of all. That's a badass story about how you got a very premium domain name. Good for you and. I would have never thought for a second that you got it for 5k. So good job. Yeah. yeah thank good you. Job. And if, uh, if that domain uh, reseller is listening, sorry, buddy. Sorry <laughs> yeah. about you.
1: It's worth at least a minimum a hundred grand, but I would never sell
0: it for that low. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so who is an ideal, uh, business to engage with adspend.com?
1: Yeah. Great question. So, any high-ticket coach, course creator, expert, author, or speaker who sells an information product or some sort of online program or uh, course, um, if you have a mastermind, um, basically anyone that sells their knowledge and helps other people improve their lives with it. Um, that's that's who our bread and butter is because that's everything that I learned in this industry. Keep in mind, before I went to go work for Dean, I didn't know anything about direct response marketing. I, I came up in the game learning from Dean and I was introduced to this world of how to write copy and sales funnels and all this stuff through Dean, and so I was, you know, basically a product of personal development myself. That's what I'm passionate about. So that's who we help, right? Our missions is, you know, we help online education businesses scale with Adspin right? Because there's a lot of people that know how to create a good product and service, but there's not a lot of people that know how to actually advertise it, market it and scale their business. And so our goal is to help any online education company that sells courses and coaching programs to scale using ad spend. Our tagline is it's time you experience what it's like to scale with ad spend, both in the service aspect of it, of like working with the team that actually cares and gets you results. And then also with the results, right? Because you can only rely on organic traffic for so long, but if you want to make an impact, you want to really improve your income and scale and help a lot of people. You need more awareness. You need more eyeballs. And that's what paid ads allows you to do to get in front of your ideal customer at the right time. So basically we we have two offers as well. I mean, we do a, we do agency, uh, but we're not a typical agency. We're more of a marketing partner. Uh, we only work with the hand select few amount of clients at one time. It's very exclusive. We usually do the outreach to the, to the clients that we like to work with. Uh, and we like to hand select them. And if they apply to work with us, we like to qualify them to make sure that we believe in their vision and their mission and their product. Um, cause we like, you know, we're going to have incentive on that as well. And then if you're a coach or a course creator who sells an online course or coaching program, and you want to scale it with YouTube ads or, or anything like that, we can teach you how to do it with our proven process. So, um, that's pretty much the ideal avatar right there.
0: Nice. I love it. So, uh, we can just send them directly to that premium domain adspin.com. Yeah. That's the best one Adspin.com.
1: You can check out our results, uh, what we do, why, why you should work with us. And then obviously the two different offers and what you qualify more and how we can help.
0: Excellent. And I I did see that you have a, uh, uh, a brand new VSL up there, the one about putting your eggs in one basket. I don't know if that'll still be up, but, uh, well, very, very well done. The the, uh, the the boys of Miami had a good time.
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. That it took, it took about three days worth of shooting and it was worth it. We were dead by the end of it, but it, I mean, everyone compliments on us. So if you're listening to this, just go look at that just for the sake of looking at it. It's a great VSL.
0: Excellent. Uh, I love this. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. Uh, everybody, Brian Moncada of adspin.com. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom about how you get stuff done and also for sharing a little bit about how you got started and uh, the the wisdom of the burning passion. Thank you so much for that, Brian.
1: Yeah, 100%, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me, dude.
0: You can connect with Brian directly by going to adspend.com. If you are a coaching business or service-based business of some sort, and you're looking to create uh, some more traffic and exposure by using paid traffic, one more time, that's Adspend. Com. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple or Spotify. We'd love it if you'd leave a review, a written review kind of helps our rankings a little bit. And don't forget to get your own personal DoZone DNA by visiting DoZoneDNA.com. Until next time, remember, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. What are you going to do with yours? I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week, then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at, and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. See you next time.